time when things are shifting. We're going to be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. What's up, everybody? It is Monday, March 6th, and we're kicking off a week of podcast here at End Time Headlines. We want to welcome you to tonight's program. If you're new to the broadcast and you're joining us for the first time, hit us up in the comment section below. Let us know where you guys are joining us from and let us know that this is your first time so that we can acknowledge that. And we want to welcome you to the broadcast again this is End Time Headlines. I'm your host, Ricky Scapero, the founder, the pastor, and the voice of End Time Headlines. We got two stories for you tonight that uh, emphasize exactly what Jesus warned about uh, in regards to the time of the end, or as we get into the end, uh, end days, or the end of the age. Um, both of these stories, one of these stories comes from the United States, the other one is uh, up the up in, in the north, up in Canada, both of these highlight the emphasis of persecution against believers, and how this is only going to get worse as we near the end of the age uh, and the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, let, without further ado, let's get right into this. John chapter fifteen. Uh, is where I'm going to take you first. John 15. Let me pull the scripture up. I'll pull it right here on the screen so you can follow with me. This is the New King James Version. This is what I'm going to be reading from. This is uh, the 19th verse to the 21st verse of John 15. Uh, this is Jesus himself speaking, and he says, If you were of the world, and he's speaking to us, uh, the believers, those who follow him, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So notice here he says that we as believers should not be surprised. This should not come as a surprise to us that if Christ has redeemed us from the world, he has separated us from the world, delivered us out of the bondage of the world, then it is it should be no surprise that if the world hated Christ, because after all, John describes Jesus as the light of the world and the light came into the world and the darkness comprehended it not. And then he went on even in more detail and he said that when this light appeared unto men, that men hated the light because those men who hated the light were of those who walked in darkness and therefore they despised the light because the darkness or because of the light, the light exposed their evil deeds. Therefore the only ones who uh, embraced Christ was those who had a heart towards righteousness, uh, who had a heart towards 
uh, wanting to please God and walking in the light. So therefore, and that their, their good deed may be made manifest. But sadly, um, the, the, the reality is that's not the case with most of the world. Most of the world is walking in darkness. And Solomon said in Proverbs that they're walking in darkness and they're groping in this darkness because they have not the light of truth to guide them. But he, you know, in Solomon's writings, he says, but, um, you know, we who are walking in righteousness, we are walking in the truth are as a shining light that it gets brighter and brighter into the perfect day. The word says, thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and it's a light into our path. Um, but in verse 20 of John 15, he said, I want you to remember that the, the world or I'm, excuse me, I want you to remember the word that I said to you, that a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And this is something, listen, all my brothers and sisters that are watching and listening via video platforms or by Apple or Spotify, you've, you've got to get this into your heart and your mind, and your spirit. Now look, and I know, Listen, if you are in the West, the Americanized, Westernized church does not understand this. They don't understand the word persecution. Because listen, the, the greatest persecution that we get in the West is being not invited to a party, being ostracized from our workplace. Uh, people that we work with, they don't want to talk with us. They don't want to hang out with us. They don't want to fellowship with us. They don't want to associate with us because of the light that's in us that exposes their darkness. Therefore, we're ostracized in the, in the public arenas there. We're lied on. We're slandered on. We're gossiped on. We're, you know, all these things. Okay. Uh, we are blocked and unfollowed on social media. That's about the extent of the persecution here in the Western world. Now, granted, those things are changing as we get closer and closer to this thing wrapping up. I believe scripturally, uh, prophetically speaking, and we're going to bring out a little bit more element of that in just a moment. But I believe as we get closer to the time of the end, the level or severity of persecution against true believers. Now I'm not talking about secularized progressive Christians. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about the lukewarm spineless capitulated Christians that has one foot in the world and, uh, and one foot in, uh, in, in the gospel or in the kingdom of God, because these people don't pose any threat to the kingdom of hell because they're already on their way. Yes, I said it. They're on their way to hell. Now, they may not believe that they have they have convinced themselves that they're not going to hell. They have convinced themselves because they've created a God in their own image. A God that doesn't convict them of their sins and condones their lifestyles that, that the Bible contradicts. But they believe that, you know, because they've made their own path, made their own God and made their own way to heaven. 
despite what the Bible says, they're convinced of themselves. Having known the truth, they have turned from the truth and they've accepted and embraced the lie. So we're not, we're not talking about those Christians. And I don't even like using that term. I wouldn't even call them Christians. I would call them tares and goats. Those individuals are not going to receive persecution on the level as true believers. Because listen, if you're not walking as Christ walked, then you're not light. You're not salt. Jesus said, if you lose your salt, you've you've lost your savor and you're good for nothing but to be thrown out into the street to be trampled on by men. You're worthless. You're tasteless. You're useless. You have no, um, you have no impact on the kingdom of, of God because you've lost your witness. No one respects you. No one takes you seriously. You're an echo. You're not truth. You're an echo. You're fluff. You have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. So, Again, this kind of Christianity cannot be taken seriously, my friend. It it is powerless. It is useless. It is fruitless. It produces nothing but frustration and false converts and people being discouraged and leaving the body of Christ. But Jesus in John 15 says, those true servants of the kingdom of God, they are not greater than, than the master when it comes to persecution. And he said, if they persecuted me, they're going to come after you. I'm paraphrasing here. It's we're in John 15. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. You know what he's saying right here? In other words, watch this. If, if they are receptive and are recipients of the word. You remember the 30, 60, and 100 fold? These are the ones that uh, they receive it a uh, hundred fold. And if they receive it a hundred fold, then they, um, they'll produce fruit, fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. But those who are false, they reject the word, they're going to reject your word as well. So this is how you can distinguish right here. Now, verse 21, but all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. Now, keep this in mind um, when we get into this, because I'm going to give you some stories. Keep all this in mind. This was a little bit of the foundation that we had to build to get where we're going. So here we go. I want to take you to, let's go to Canada first. I'm going to take you up north, take you to Canada. Look, check out this story right here. This is from the Blaze, uh, blazemedia.com. Pastor shoved out the door, knocked flat on his back after protesting a library's drag queen event for children. And then to add insult to injury, not only was he thrown out of the building, not flat on his back for protesting a drag queen event in the presence of children, but then he was charged by Canadian police with a hate crime. Yes, um, here's your if you're watching the visual of this, this is uh, 
this is an actual, I can't play the video for copyrights. I don't want to take that chance because I want the video to be, or the, I want our uh, program to stay up and not get taken down. But here are some images from this that were captured uh, by one Twitter user. Uh, you, you see the man here on this back. That's the pastor that was forcibly picked up and thrown out the door onto his back. I'm going to, I'm going to read a little bit of this article to you to get you up to par with what we're talking about. Cell phone video caught the moment a Canadian pastor was shoved out the door and knocked flat on his back after protesting the library's drag queen event last weekend for in which children were in attendance and now police in Calgary, Alberta, Canada have charged this same pastor with a hate crime. Officers said they responded to protesters during the Seton Library's Reading with Royalty event at 11.15 a.m. This is according to Calgary News Report. Quote, We were subsequently called to the location of reports that several individuals aggressively entered a library classroom shouting, quote, homophobic and transphobic transphobic slurs at the children and parents in attendance. I find it hard to believe they were shouting homophobic remarks at the children. But anyway, scaring the children. This was all scaring and frightening children, not the drag queens, but the shouting protesters, of course. Uh, They were scaring the children while causing a, quote, disturbance and subsequently refusing to leave. This was according to an official police statement made in Canada or according to the outlet. Two people in attendance helped library staff throw the people out while they waited for police to arrive. Calgary police then arrived and arrested and charged a 36-year-old pastor with a hate crime, adding that the 36-year-old pastor faces one count of causing a disturbance and one count of mischief. Quote, CPS reminds people that hate-motivated crimes are things like assault, theft, vandalism, or any other crime wherein which the offender was, quote, motivated by a bias, prejudice, or hate that is based on nine characteristics of the victim. Now, again, I have to ask this question. Does, is this the same? Does this shoe fit on the other foot? In other words, if there is a pro-life event, which I would probably doubt that it would even get very far in a public venue. But let's just say, hypothetically, for speaking, uh, for this program, there is a, quote, pro-life event that's taking place. And there you've got people that are vocal about the dignity of life and the sanctity of life and the protection of the unborn. And let's just say some of those who oppose that view come and make their opposition known, whether that be vocally, uh, it's loud, it's obstructing, it's blocking the streets, you know, however they do these protests. I wonder if they would be arrested and charged with hate crime. I'm just asking. And here's why I'm asking. 
The reason why I'm asking this question is because um, if you remember last year, we reported on this. A, a woman in Britain was actually arrested for what they said was, quote, silently praying outside of an abortion clinic and even is facing criminal charges. Now, keep in mind, she wasn't shouting. There wasn't no there's there was no verbal threats. There was no uh, signs of physical altercations going on. No weapons, no signs, no, no, she was alone and all, and the, the guilty charge, the heinous crime that she's facing is silently praying outside the abortion clinic, but it gets even more mind boggling when you dig deeper into this article, for example, let me just read this. I'm going to, again, we talked about this last year, but I want to bring this up in light of this and in, in light of what we're talking about today. Isabel Von Spruce, who is the director of March for life in the United Kingdom was arrested outside the BPAS Robert clinic in Kings Norton, Birmingham. She was charged with four counts of violating a public space protection order. According to ADF International, which is a legal nonprofit handling her case, authorities were tipped off. Now, listen to this real carefully. Authorities were tipped off by an onlooker who said that Spruce was outside the clinic on three occasions while it was closed. She wasn't carrying a sign, no place cards. However, at the police station, law enforcement officials presented Vaughn Spruce with pictures of herself outside the abortion clinic. Obviously, where were those pictures provided from? The quote onlooker. You better get ready, folks. Are you listening to me? You better get ready for a lot of onlookers to make their appearance as we get closer to the end days. Yeah, these onlookers are going to report you for doing things that are deemed offensive or a hate crime or something that's not tolerable to society, causes a disruption, causes people to be uncomfortable, Okay, so the authorities were tipped off by the onlookers. Pictures were provided to the authorities by the onlookers, no doubt. And what was in the pictures that was presented? Oh, it was Vaughn Spruce outside looking like she was either meditating talking to herself or what they are charging her with as praying. Let me read this at the police station. Law enforcement officials presented Vaughn Spruce with these pictures of herself outside the abortion clinic and inquired whether or not she was praying. She responded by asserting that while she quote might have been praying in some of the pictures, she also could have been thinking about other topics such as her lunch. In other words, guys, listen to me there. They have no physical proof. There's no audio. There's no wiretap. But because it looks like she was praying, 
Her mouth was uttering words in which they interpreted as praying, but they cannot definitively say she was praying. And even if she was, who cares? Really? So it's a crime now. And apparently in the United Kingdom, it's a crime to pray anywhere near an abortion clinic. Even if it's in a public square, anywhere in the facility, you can't even get near in proximity to one of these facilities and even utter anything out of your mouth that would even closely assimilate being a, a praying. This is unbelievable. This is, abs- this is just crazy. Like it is crazy, but it's not because again, what did Jesus just say here in John 15? He said, this is going to happen. Vaughn Spruce even said that she was searched, arrested, and interrogated by the police. And she was charged simply for praying in the privacy of her own mind. Again, unbelievable. So again, this is all in Britain. He said, well, this is not in the United States, brother. That's not happening here. Uh, Dude, wake up. Seriously. Get you some caffeine, get you some coffee, get you some tea, whatever. You need to wake up, slap yourself around because this, if you think this is not coming here, you are naive, arrogant, or foolish to think that this is not coming here. So let me go back to this story. Officers, now this is, we're going back to Canada. And uh, we're going back to Canada here. Where officers are pressing by law charges against Raymer, or Reamer, however you pronounce that. This is this pastor that's being slapped with hate crime, a hate crime charge, with six counts of harassment adding that each charge carries a penalty of $10,000 and up to six months in jail if payments, if payment defaults. So do the math on that. This guy's getting charged. This guy could potentially be paying $60,000 and six months in jail, all because he opposed a transgender uh, event in a library or a drag queen, excuse me, a drag queen. I got to be specific here, right? A drag queen event in a library where there were children present and the pastor protested, protested it, thrown out, physically thrown out of the building. Six charges, hate crime, $60,000 and six months in jail. This is in Canada. Vaughn Spruce, that was in Britain. So look, think about that. All around the United States, it's coming here. Now, let me, uh, let me talk about this. In the book of Genesis 19, remember the Lord says that if you, basically I'm paraphrasing this, Uh, Through the wisdom of the words of Solomon, inspired by the Holy Spirit, Solomon said, that which was is that which shall be. There's no new thing under the sun. Jesus said, our Lord said in Luke, in the book of Luke, 
as it were in the days of Noah and Lot, so should it be at the return of the Son of Man. So we, th- there's all these clues that, that were given to, to know the climate. And I don't mean, I'm not talking about the weather. I'm talking about the spiritual climate, the moral climate of what we're dealing with. And as, as we, when we read and do our research of the Word of God, and we see what was going on then, morally, spiritually, culturally, how were believers treated then? How did the world respond to them? Because if you go to the days of Noah and you go to the days of Lot and you see how those days were, you're going to get a clue of how it's going to be as we get near the coming of the son of man, because it's going to repeat itself to that generation, that last generation. Remember, that's what Jesus said. He said, the generation that sees all these things happening is the same generation that shall not pass away to all things be fulfilled. All right. So in Genesis 19, according to Genesis 19, according to the book of Jasher, which is an historical account of those days of no, of Lot in Genesis 19, it was so bad that there was actually beds that was erected into the streets of the cities of the plains, Sodom and Gomorrah, where in which the men of the city would forcibly lay with strangers. And I don't mean they were cuddling up to them and sleeping at night and, 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 you know, sweet nothings and telling them bedtime stories. No, we're talking about they, uh, they, they wanted to carnally know them in the streets where beds were erected. And by the way, the beds were given the green light to be erected into the streets of Sodom and Gomorrah by the judges or the judicial system of that day. Think about that for a moment. I want you to just pause there for a second and just meditate on that for a second. And let me repeat that again. The judicial system of that day was so corrupt that by the decree of judges of the cities of the plains, beds were placed in the streets, not behind closed doors. So for all you people that always have to see, this is, I hear this argument all the time. Well, what people do behind closed doors is not our business and that's their business. It doesn't really affect us. So we shouldn't judge them. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? When the day comes, and it will, that what goes on behind closed doors is now going on in open squares in front of you, in front of your spouse, in front of your kids, in front of everybody and God himself, and there is no shame. Peter said that they would have eyes full of adultery. And so this was going on. And in Genesis 19, two angels show up to give the final warning to Lot, Abraham, and their bloodline. And those two angels show up for themselves to get an eyewitness account and testimony to see what is going on because word has gotten, has went forward. In fact, the cries 
of the righteous crying out before the heavens reached the ears of, of God himself. And God sent these two angels down there to give a, an account of what was going on and to see for themselves on a firsthand account if it is bad as what he's hearing. You say, well, hold on. Can't God, isn't God able to see all these things? Yes, but he has a system in which he works through. He sends angels down and reports things and angels bring record back to that. I don't have time to develop that. That's a whole other message. You can go to the book of Daniel. This was the case there in the book of Daniel. It's in Genesis 19. It talks about this stuff. Okay, it talks about the decree of the watchers was given and judgment was decreed. It was already a done thing. So this is why this is why those angels came. And when they came to Lot's house, the men of the city, not the women, the men of the city saw these angels who were men in form and wanted to have relations with these angels in the streets, right in the streets, not behind closed doors, in the streets of the cities of the plains. And Lot was freaking out and said, Dear God, get in here. Get in the house. Please come in the house and sleep in my house. Do not sleep in the open square because Lot knew what was going to happen. And this is why, guys, you've heard me talk about this on other podcasts. This is why Lot offered his daughters. He said, please take my daughters because it's not that Lot was some kind of sicko giving his daughters to men of the city because Lot understood that these men had no interest in his daughters. They were only interested in men. Are you hearing me? That's your, that's your Bible. By the way, what I'm telling you right here, this story right here, if you were to get up in pulpits in Canada and Britain and, and Sweden and different in Finland and places like this, and you read this story and you give the exact interpretation of what the scriptures are telling you, you, you will also be faced with hate crime and bigotry and divisiveness. And you will be fined and you will be arrested. You will be incarcerated and you will be shut down for speaking out uh, uh, the things that we're talking about today. How long is it going to be until YouTube shuts it down? Facebook shuts it down. Twitter shuts it down. TikTok shuts it down. Instagram shuts it down. Oh, that's right. It's already being shadow banned. I told you, listen, Persecution, physical persecution, incarcerations, jail time, fines, uh, violent attacks. All this stuff is happening outside of America. But here in America, our persecution is social media bans, censorships, shadow bans, deplatformed, demonetized. Are you, are you following me today? So, again, those angels... Genesis 19 pulled Lot into the house because the men of the city were forcibly trying to break down the door to get into the house of Lot so they could get those two men and bring them out into the city. And your Bible says in Genesis 19, they pointed at Lot. They hated Lot. Why did they hate Lot? Because Lot, the Bible called Lot a righteous man who was vexed by the filthiness of the conversation of the wicked daily. 
He was vexed by the things in which he heard and saw in the cities of the plains. He was a man that had a standard. He held the standard. He made his face like flint. He did not capitulate. He did not compromise. And you go read Genesis 19. And the Bible says in Genesis 19, 9, that those men pointed at Lot and says, this man acts like a judge. In other words, let me give you the vernacular. For today, this man likes to judge us because of our lifestyle. He all he does is point his little bony finger at us and quote the Torah and quote the law and tell us we're going to go to hell and tell us we're going to burn in eternity separated from God because of our lifestyle, which we have accepted and condoned and embraced. And Paul said in the book of Romans chapter one. That these individuals did not like to retain God in their knowledge. So God gave them over to a debased, reprobate mind. In the Greek, it means worthless. These people were the walking dead. They were walking zombies around because their conscience was seared with the hot iron. They were given over to a reprobate mind. Why? Because they did those things. Because God gave them over to a reprobate mind, they did the things which were not fitting. They were filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, and the list goes on. And God said they had already placed judgment upon themselves because they've turned, they turned from God and embraced this, the lifestyle that God condemned. So why is it surprising that we're seeing now in 2023? We're seeing the very things that we read about in times of old, in the days of Lot. This thing, this stuff is starting to resurface. No, we're not on that level yet of the days of Lot where in which we get to Genesis 19. But friends, work the stepping stones are leading to this. This is where it's headed. This is where it's going. That's why I said it's going to go, it's only going to get worse from here. So we 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 need to be prepared. For this. Now I want to switch gears. I want to go to the, I want to go to, um, we're going to go to Arizona. This is now we're going in the States. We're going to the United States of America. Look at this. Arizona school board member says that, that the district should reject hiring teachers that have Christian values. She went even as far as to say that, quote, it's not safe. So let me read, let me say that again. An Arizona school board, by the way, who is an adult with cat ears on during a board meeting, not a Halloween party, but nevertheless, this individual says that the Arizona school board and the the district should reject hiring any teachers that uphold Christian values because quote they're not safe. Now, so let's get into this. Let's let's find out why they're not safe. An Arizona school. This is according to Fox News. This uh, Arizona school board member wearing cat ears during a meeting says she would oppose having a contract with a Christian university over the religious and biblical beliefs that they espouse. Remember, I said it would always go back to this book, my friend. The Washington Elementary School District, which serves students in the Phoenix and Glendale areas, 
had an ongoing contract with Arizona Christian University for five years, enabling their student teachers to be placed in his schools for field experience. The contract opened up opportunities for recruitment and hiring. However, on the 23rd of February, the board agreed on a motion to dissolve the partnership with the Christian University. Now, why would they do that? According to Fox News Digital, they asked the school board whether they had a bias against Christian beliefs, and they said, quote, the board's decision to discontinue its partnership with Arizona Christian University was based on the board's commitment to create, uh, here it goes, a safe place for our LGBTQ plus student staff and community. So in other words, Christians, true Christians who uphold the Bible and its beliefs and its standards and, and, its, and its convictions are a threat to this group of individuals, the staff, the students, and the community. Wow. I didn't. Isn't that, that's amazing to me. So because I believe in the Bible, I am considered a threat. I'm unsafe. This includes not knowingly entering into partnerships with any organization that explicitly discriminates against protected classes covered by our non-discrimination policies. You believe in the word, you discriminate. Valenzuela describes herself as a, quote, bilingual, dis, uh, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black, Latina. Let me say that again. The woman with the cat ears who feels unsafe around Bible-believing Christians describes herself as a bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black, Latina. And by the way, she loves a good hot wing, but only with the right ranch. You, you need to know that. And she loves things that sparkle. Quote, here's what she said. Well, I full, well, I full heartedly believe in the religious freedom and people being able to practice whatever faith they have. I had some concerns regarding looking at this particular institution, she said. And I think it's a really, and I think it's a really good time for us to take a moment and really pause about where our values lie. Let me say that again. She said, I think it's time. It's a really good time for us to take a moment and really pause about where our values lie. Now she's speaking for the whole, the district of Arizona, the school district. And she's saying, it's time for us to take a moment and really pause where our values lie. If Listen, if you're watching, you're listening to this, and your values and your old-fashioned, outdated, and a dinosaur and a fossil, because you actually believe the Bible and you believe God and you believe the values of Christianity, you are a dinosaur because those are apparently not where our values lie anymore. And because you believe that, you are now a thorn in the flesh of society. And while I understand we are currently in a situation across the nation that we have a, quote, teacher shortage and recruiting is really difficult. However, my concerns is when I go to Arizona Christian University's website, they, quote, are committed to Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness, the humanity of that. 
accomplishing his will and advancements on earth as in heaven. Guys, do you not see that right there? Let me, let me highlight that. They are committed to Jesus Christ and accomplishing his will and advancing on earth his kingdom as it is in heaven. Make no doubts about it, friend. What she is saying here is that this Bible and its beliefs and those who tout it as truth and authority are a threat and are dangerous. This is a part of their values is quote to transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization. Including the centrality of family, traditionally traditional sexual morality, and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. I mean, apparently that is so grossly offensive that that had to be addressed before this entire school district. My question is, apparently... This one woman with cat ears who, I, I mean, I don't know, was was she the minority in this voice of opposition? Because I'm not seeing anybody else with a voice of opposition to this. No one's standing up saying, well, we appreciate that, but the majority of us do not agree with that. What I'm reading and what I'm translating is this one person, this one adult with cat ears that likes a good hot wing with certain kinds of ranch, her opinion and her th- what she deems to be offensive and as a threat outweighs the majority and their opinion. Wow. Un- is, I mean, is, this is just mind-blowing to me. Quote, I want to know how bringing teachers from an institution that is ingrained in their values so, dis- so directly brings impact to three of your board members who are part of the LGBT community. She added that the board recently added their pronouns as the dias as a solidarity move with the LGBT community. Quote, because if we're bringing people in whose mission has been with their institution's education that very plainly on their website, that above all else, it was to influence people to be biblically minded. How does that hold space for people of other faiths? Well, hold on now. I didn't know your identity as in your sexual identity was your faith. I didn't know. I didn't know. Last time I checked, I didn't know the LGBTQ community was an actual faith. I didn't know it was a religion. I thought it was just a sexual preference. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. I I thought that was a sexual preference. I didn't know that. So apparently this is a faith now. This is a religion. Anyway, how does that hold space for our members of this community? How does that space... How does that space for people who think differently and do not have the same beliefs? At some point, we need to get real with ourselves and take a look at who we're making legal contracts with and the message that it's sending to our community. Look, I know what kind of message this is sending to the communities around the nation of America. You know what, you know what, you know what message this is sending to me? This and listen, if you're a teacher and you're in education and you believe in the Bible 
and you uphold your Christian values and your faith, the message that I'm getting from this is your, your faith, your commitment to Christ and your values and what you uphold in this book is not welcomed and it is opposed and it is quote dangerous. In fact, it is so dangerous that places like Britain and Canada are calling it a hate crime. What am I talking about? Where is this all leading, Brother Ricky? Well, scripturally, here's where it's leading. And this is where I want to close tonight. It's leading to Matthew 10, 16 through 23. Let me read it to you. And then we're going to close. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. And guys, let's not make any, let's not make any, uh, let's not make this gray areas here. When it says wolves here, we're not talking about the unregenerated only, the unsaved only, those who don't know God only. Because you go in the context of Scripture, there Paul said there was wolves in his day and there will be wolves in our day. And these are people that are in sheep's clothing. They call themselves Christians. They call themselves believers, but they, their form of godliness, their form, their Christianity is absolutely nothing like the Christianity of the Bible. They, they are in partnership with things the Bible opposes. They practice things that the Bible calls an abomination. They advocate and support things that makes God grieve and things, according to Proverbs 6, that God hates and called an abomination. But yet these people call themselves Christians, but my Bible calls them wolves. And Jesus said, you're going to be sent out in the world among wolves, wolves in the church and wolves out of the church. Listen to what he says. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but beware of men. Notice he said, beware of men. Why? Because they will deliver you up to councils. They will scourge you in their synagogues. He didn't say they'll scourge you in the court. They'll scourge you in a school building. Or in your workplace, he said, no, you're going to be scourged in your churches. You're going to go to some churches where you live. And because you actually believe what the Bible says. And you actually agree with what God says in abomination. And that pastor doesn't, that church doesn't, its belief system doesn't, and its members don't then guess who's wrong them or you it will be you because you will be the thorn in their flesh you will be the one who opposes their god little g when in reality they have embraced a doctrine of devils oh i know this is hard preaching some of y'all can't handle this kind of preaching because you've been pacified by wolves for years behind pulpits, wolves on TBN, wolves on Christian television, wolves uh, on YouTube, wolves on Facebook, on, on, on TikTok, wolves that you have books on your shelves from that never preach the cross, never preach on repentance, never preach on the blood, never preach on anything that's deemed offensive at all whatsoever. 
And because I come to you today bringing the re- the truth of the Bible, the truth of the word of God, it opposes the doctrine of devils. And because of this, if you've embraced that nonsense, this will be deemed offensive to you. But I got to read on. I got to get through this. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for Jesus. Notice it's you're not going to be brought before governors and kings and be scourged in synagogues for the testimony of another faith. It's only to those who have sided with Jesus. That's the name that's offensive. The only name given under heaven unto men in which we must be saved, the name of Jesus. Watch this. But when they deliver you up, don't worry about how you're going to speak or what you're going to speak, for it will be given to you in that hour which you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the Father who speaks in you. He goes on and says, now brother will deliver up brother to death and a father is child and children will rise up against parents and, and cause them to be put to death. Friends, this is heartbreaking to say this, but there's going to be people that already have and will turn against Christ in your families and in our families, and in my families. Deception will be so strong in the last days through the working of Satan, lying signs and wonders and false miracles through the Antichrist and the false prophet, if you're still around in those days, it will be so rampant and so great and such a level of deception that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. I'm telling you, there will be people at the drop of a hat that will renounce Christ and they will turn and they will embrace the Antichrist and the false prophet. And if you are in their family, in at their workplace or anywhere, your neighbor, and they know that you, listen, have not taken the mark of the beast, then they will know that you have not pledged your allegiance to this false Christ, the Antichrist, this false prophet. And they will turn you into authorities, just like we read to you uh, with, uh, with the woman in Britain that was accused of praying in a public square, even though they never had any audio proof of it. What do you think it's going to be like when we get into tribulation? You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Guys, I've got a message that I'm going to do this week, and it's called Judgment Begins in the House of God. I've never heard this preached the way there's some Greek words in this that I want to pull out and I'm going to show you an angle to that word that you probably never heard preached and it ties right into this and it and it emphasizes the um, the importance of enduring to the end. And you, you don't want to miss this because so be watching for this this week. But let me read on when they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For surely I say to you, you will have not gone through the cities of Israel before the son of man comes. In other words, here's what he's saying. He's saying until the son of man returns, persecution is only going to intensify. It's only going to get greater. And the more the, come on, those who I'm not going to sugarcoat this at all. In fact, here's our altar call right here. Here's our altar call right here. If you're listening to this, you're watching to this today. 
Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, YouTube, uh, or I mean, uh, face, uh, 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 podcast, whatever. You need to know right now, if you're going to make a commitment to Christ, if you're going to take up your cross, deny yourself and follow after him, you, you need to know right now today that it's going to cost you everything. Jesus said, if any man tries and desires to save his life, he's going to lose it. It's, it's a fact. He said it. Here's the bottom line. You're going to have to expect persecution and the level of intensification of persecution is going to only increase as we get closer to the return of the son of man. And yes, that means here in the United States of America as well. We're already seeing it in stages uh, as far as legislation goes and courtrooms and fines and threats and all these things like that man in that mall and mall of America, Minnesota was threatened to be thrown out of a mall because he wore a shirt about Jesus. And then you got this, uh, educate the education departments cracking down, the health departments cr- cracking down all these departments. This is where this is the, 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 the entry level where this is starting and it's only going to increase. And it's only going to intensify. And then the verbal threats are going to go to, we get to the Genesis 19 level lawlessness will abound we're going to get all the way to the days of noah where the bible says that god looked upon the earth and the entire earth was filled with violence and every man's intent was wicked and god said that's it i'm done i'm fed up with it and just like he pulled the plug on this thing and in the days of noah he's going to do it again so it's no new thing so if you're watching this you're listening to this i want to pray for you that god will strengthen your uh, your walk and your faith with God so that you can endure the days ahead and what we're about to be faced with as we go on and our walk with Christianity as we're facing. So listen, if you're watching, listen to this and you're rattling, you're straddling the fence, you're lukewarm, repent right now. The Bible calls men everywhere to repent of their sins, put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and what he did for you at the cross of Calvary. Put your faith in him today. Repent of your sins and stop living lukewarm and straddling the fence and get right with God. Because listen, friend, if you if you keep straddling that fence, the day will come. I'm telling you, you are going to regret it. The door shall be shut and you're going to be standing outside, pounding on the door, saying, Lord, let us in. He's going to say, I tell you the truth. Depart from me. I don't know you. So we want to give you that invitation today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual under the sound of my voice that's watching or listening to this program tonight. God, if there be anybody that's lukewarm, straddling the fence, that is backslid, they're not right with you, they don't know you, we want to give you that invitation right now. Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit of God would invade their uh, their space now, right through that phone, right through that computer screen, right through that television screen, through that podcast, through that video platform. Lord, prick their hearts, charge them, change them, transform them and redeem them by the blood of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. Even now in Jesus name, God strengthen our fortitude, strengthen our walk with you, God, that we may able, that we may be able to resist the evil of our day. Lord, make us like righteous lot 
who though he was vexed with the filthiness of the conversation of the wicked and what he saw and heard on a daily account he was still called righteous in the eyes of the lord and his bloodline was spared on that day lord let it be so and let it be said of us and our households and it's in jesus name all god's people said amen and amen listen real quick guys i got two things for you number one download a free app if you've not done that yet it is available on apple and it's available on android when you download it hit yes to push notifications you're going to be notified of every headline and every podcast right there at your fingertips uh today also, if this ministry is a source of information, blessing, revelation, and equipping to you on a weekly basis, uh, and you would like to support and partner with our ministry, you can do that two different ways. You can give electronically through the app right there at the bottom where it says donate or go through the main website, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com, or you can give by check or money order, and you can make it to right there at the bottom or right there in your screen, make it out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box, 1391 and that's going to be monroe georgia and that's 30655 as always thank you so much guys for taking the time to come on here on this monday evening we're going to sign off for tonight but we plan on lord willing to be back right here in the studio tomorrow night on the 7th of march at 8 p.m eastern with another great podcast don't forget to hit subscribe hit the like button hit the push notifications be notified of every uh podcast uh when we're on youtube rumble and all these platforms as well so we'll see you guys tomorrow night god bless you thank you for listening to the end time headlines podcast we pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.